Welcome to Yo 11 Minutes. Yo 11 Minutes. Mostly Vegas, no BS, casino experience, and more. Michael Traeger is a casino and travel loyalty expert who also helps people turn their travel dreams into reality. And now, Michael Traeger. How's it going, Michael? It's going great. How are you doing? I am doing good. Thank you for asking. I had the pleasure of going to Fontainebleau. Bleu. 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 Whatever we're FB. FB. FB, formerly known as Facebook, uh, FB yesterday to check it out, see uh, what it's like, check out the ambiance, uh, stuff like that, and uh, get some footage for our news story. That is awesome. And this will be the final yo of 2023. Yep. And I just want to say, especially if you're listening to this as on a podcast thing, that all 31 episodes since episode one on September 30th are now officially on the podcast stream. So there's a complete stream. Obviously, everything was on YouTube to start, but now we've been dropping the YouTube episodes and then dropping the podcast audio very shortly after. So for those who did not catch the earlier episodes or would like to listen to them, just listen to them again. Everything is up and we're looking forward to returning in january yep so if you uh if any of you miss our voices out there you can always uh check out the podcast the podcast episodes that dropped uh and also on the youtube channel as well uh if you want to be some sort of a yo 11 minutes historian uh call us out on previous episodes are people still sending in the uh thing like where if there's a we mess up somehow uh they're supposed to send it to an email address is that happening or or no? I don't know. We haven't been messing up enough, I guess. I mean, we've been most of the comments have been pretty positive, I, which has been really, really nice. And I'll, I'll try to touch on a few of them, but I think we did last time. But the comments, uh, the comments have been great, and we appreciate that. And yes, do call us out. You can always email tips, t i p s at travelzork dot com with any commentary on a show, or of course, the easiest way to do it is to leave a comment on YouTube because we definitely look at those comments. All right. And that being said, it is time for the news and views. The Fontan Blue Las Vegas, a project 18 years in the making has opened. Fontan Blue has nine bars and lounges, 23 places to eat, and you'll find cuisine types such as Asian, American, French, Italian, patisserie, sushi, and Mexican. You can find dining in the promenade level featuring an assortment of food establishments. The prices at these eateries and bars are on point with other strip prices, so expect cocktails to be in the $18 to $20 range. At the bagel spot, we noticed an ultimate lox bagel was $18. The casino is 150,000 square feet, but doesn't feel huge due to how they section and separate areas. The color scheme is blue and gold tones, and you'll find hidden bow ties in plain sight. You will also find fresh flowers placed throughout the property, mainly roses and hyacinths in various colors and shades. Freshly opened, the property has that new casino smell, but also the signature scent is one I had trouble pinpointing. It smells like luxury. There's notes of wood and leather and cleanliness, for lack of a better word. It smells more luxurious than wind. The resort's nightclub, Live, is also a day club during pool season. Speaking of pools, Fountain Blue has, and I quote, seven luxury pools, end quote. I don't know what makes a pool a luxury pool, but apparently they have seven of them. 
The Blue Live Theater is the concert venue and it has seating for 3,800 people. Post Malone will be the first performer at the venue on New Year's Eve. You can expect lots of high-end shopping. Cartier was in the process of being constructed, so was Gucci and McGrath. Those shops have not yet been announced on the Fontainebleau website, but they should be announced in 2024. You'll also find shops like Chrome Hearts, Giuseppe Zanotti, Missoni, Aura, and Morrison Company. Fontainebleau sits on the site previously occupied by the El Rancho Hotel and Casino and the Algiers Hotel. And that's going to do it for the news. And now for the views. Michael, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are, what was your first impression when you entered the property? Uh, when I first entered the property, I remember the scent hit me first. I uh, got out of the parking garage, opened the door, and the scent hit me first. And I was like, oh, that's... That's a nice smell, but it's also a new smell. I mean, you know that every casino has a signature scent, uh, but this one wasn't like other properties, and I had a really hard time trying to like pinpoint what is it exactly. But as there were there were notes of wood, there were there were notes of maybe leather, uh, there were notes of cleanliness, a touch of of arrogance. Uh, it was just this. It was it was it was a it was pleasant. Uh, it was uh, it was high and clean. Uh, <laughs> a touch of arrogance. A I touch love of that. arrogance. A touch of arrogance was definitely in the air uh, over at Fontainebleau. So overall, you were impressed by the property. Is there anything mm-hmm. that that struck you? Like what really? What impressed you the most, or was it just this incredible? I mean, for people who don't know the story. This 67-story resort, I don't know if it's truly 67 stories, was topped off in 2008 and went into bankruptcy in 2009 and is finally, with lots in between there, opening or opened in 2023. So that is quite a journey for a hotel to finally open. And it's, it is a $3.7 billion luxury hotel. Yeah, and what's what's interesting about it is that in 2005, Fountain uh, Fountain Fountain Blue FB announced that they were going <laughs> to open the resort, uh, and then of course the recession happened, and uh, they filed for bankruptcy, and then they got sued by their sister company, and then I think uh, someone else bought it for a bit, and then I think it changed hands again, and then I think Carl Icahn had it uh, for a while, and it was going to be called the Drew. Uh, and then he decided he didn't want the property anymore. He was told he had to cover it up with the, uh, uh, it was a, um, uh, it was a wrap because the bottom of it started to look really shitty. And so basically the government of the city said, you need to cover it up with a wrap or something. Uh, and he did that and then he decided he wanted to sell it. And then of course, at the, the funny thing is, you know, it, it ends up going back to Fontainebleau. They come in, they're <laughs> like, you know what? We'll take it. And then they actually finished what they started. So it's an interesting story about what has it been like almost two decades, uh, you know, 18 years uh, of, of this being in the making uh, and changing hands and then going back to the original, uh, the original announcer, uh, the original property uh, and claiming it back 
um, and and making something of it. So it's it's quite an it's quite an. You know, I forgot story. about that whole Drew period. Mm-hmm. You know what the problem is? After a while, that some of these properties, when they're delayed, delayed, and then they they keep reannouncing and announcing new things, that you sort of it just becomes all like background. You know, you sort of stop listening to it because so many deadlines have been mixed and things like that. I will say what was interesting in the in the obsessive casino people world is that they did do a status match for the first evening that they were open and then they stopped the status match which upset a lot of people but that's the way it goes but the uh, obviously we talked about the rewards the FB rewards program uh before so that should be interesting it'll be interesting to see if they do another status match I think uh Personally, they should probably wait and see how things are going. I I know there's lots of mixed commentary on the resort, whether it's crowded or not crowded or it's going to be successful. And I think we just most of us need to just shut up and see what's going to happen because it's it's really hard to predict. It's really hard to predict those things. But I know that most of Vegas YouTube and Vegas influencers and non-influencers love to predict things. And I'm excited to see the property, and it's great. What what time of day did you do your walkthrough video of the property, Michael? Uh, it was yesterday. It was uh, about noon, uh, maybe about 1230 uh, in the afternoon. And when I went, I was surprised because parking was free. So I'm guessing that they're having free parking for the first few days or something because I know eventually the meters were there, but it just said free access with a smiley face. So I'm – they're going to charge eventually, we know that. I'm just not sure when, but it was about 1230. Uh, there's not, really not many windows in the space, uh, so uh, it's going to look the same, I think, whether day or night. Um, but what I, I did find interesting was some of the lobby areas um, had, like, there's this one thing with this big metal piece of art, and then what looks like a painting of some sort of an egg like a sunny side up egg or a deviled egg, but it's, I guess it's not supposed to be a deviled egg, but the comments from most people so far that I've heard is it's an egg. Um, I'm not sure if it's supposed to be or not, uh, but um, uh, it was, uh, it was more crowded than I expected for the first Saturday after the opening. Cause I did the same thing with resorts world where I went on the, I went to the opening night and everything was jam packed. And then I went back the next day and it was more tolerable you know, I was able to get better footage. But when I went there this time, I was like, oh, people are really coming in for this thing. Uh, so uh, that was interesting. I really like the the blue and gold tones of the casino. Uh, I like blue. So, you know, I felt good there. Uh, but what was interesting about the casino, even though it has so much square footage, they sectioned it off. Like they, they put it into various sections and separations where it doesn't seem as huge as you think it would be. Like, I no point that I feel like I was stuck inside a huge ginormous casino at all. Like the way they laid it out uh, was just very nicely done so that, you know, you can get in, go into a little section of machines and then go out and then, you know, you're out of the casino carpet area, you're on the floor. Um, but it's just nicely spaced out. The blues, I oh mean, I just love the blue of that place. Like it's really good. Uh, the hidden bow ties you have to find. Uh, it's it's They did good. They did really good there. No, that's that's interesting stuff. You know, it's interesting what you mentioned about the natural light, because I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, one of the things Durango did with their opening, which is a new casino design kind of thing, is to have a lot more natural light 
in a property because casinos never used to have natural light. They always just wanted you to stay in the casino and not think about what time it was. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if maybe that natural light kind of thing, though, I guess Resorts World doesn't really have a lot of natural light. I wonder, you know, it was obviously the initial design of the of the building was quite a few years ago. Another thing that I think is interesting, which I think is more of a design thing from the early 2000s, is that this hotel does not have like a separate hotel within a hotel. Though maybe that's not really the early 2000s. So I'm sort of wondering about that. Now, it could be a little bit of the everyone's a VIP kind of thing. But you know how Resorts World has Crockford's, Wynn has Wynn and Encore Tower Suites, Aria has the Sky Suites entrance. So I'm just sort of Venetian and Palazzo have Prestige, though those are only a separate level for check-in. It's not really a separate entrance. So I sort of was thinking about I was thinking about that a little bit with Fountain Blue. I don't know if it makes a difference or not. I mean, I, I think it does make a difference, but I sort of think that sometimes having that like additional elevated kind of VIP area is is interesting for, you know, a, like a hotel within a hotel. And I, I haven't heard many people mention that. Yeah, uh, when I was looking at the site earlier today, I did notice that they have uh, different suite types. Uh, and one of them was... Uh, didn't seem like the high end suite. I'm not. It's not a hotel within a hotel, but they definitely have some rooms there that are for the uh, the highest uh, the, the highest of the high rollers. And they're not on. Say. And those are not on the website. I don't think because they only have three suites. I think on the website. And uh, Vegas Duffy did a nice overview. He had the royal suite. I, I kept poking him that hey, you've got one more night in Vegas. You got to go stay at Fountain Blue. So that's that's sort of interesting. Uh, that's that's sort of interesting too. So it'll be neat to see. I mean, I hope it's super successful. I think it's a little bit above my personal pay grade to be able to make any prediction about whether it's going to be successful. There are a lot of different angles to this. There's also the proximity to the convention center will be really good for the property. And there's a lot of lifestyle and food and beverage, you know, their new club, uh, lots of new restaurants. So it, it'll be pretty interesting to see, you know, to see what happens. I, I have no, I, I really have no idea, except I'm, you know, I'm happy to see another casino open. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not in that speculation circle of, oh, I wonder if it's going to be successful or not. You know, people need something to talk about now that it's already open and, and this is where they're going. And this is what you said was going to happen anyway. You know, all the buildup is uh, to the opening. And then once it opens, then it's going to be speculation. Oh, what's going to happen? Is it going to be success? Like, this is just run-of-the-mill shit that we don't do here. So. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And of course, everyone that speculates, if it's wildly successful, they'll say, well, I knew it was going to be successful. And if it's not, they'll say, I knew it wasn't going to be. So it's interesting stuff. And it was a great, a great way to round off the round off the year. I was sort of curious if people are liking our format, which with exception to today has been mostly Monday, Tuesday and Wednesdays. We've been keeping to doing these episodes and dropping them on Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. We have every intention to continue with that in January. We would love feedback if you like it. It seems to work really well for us on schedule because we get busier towards the end of the week and don't really want to have to deal with episodes on the weekend. And of course, we can always shoot in with a special episode if we wanted to. 
And thank you, everybody, for all of the comments. We got some neat comments on the host episode. And that was a lot of fun. And I think that's about it. That sort of rounds off uh, rounds off this year. Is there anything anything else on your mind, Movestro? Oh, usually I'm the one asking you that question. I, I don't know what to say. I've never been asked this before. Uh, nothing really. Nothing really on my mind. Uh, I think we had a... What is that, 31st episode, I think, so far? This would be this would be the 31st episode. Episode yeah, 31. So we've had and 31 we just episodes sort of, so far. Yeah, I know. That's pretty cool. And and we're going to keep doing, you know, we're going to keep doing it. I'm going to, uh, I'm planning on putting a little bit more time. A lot of these episodes, we've not had a lot of time to do a lot of preparation, which actually works pretty well for this format. But I'm going to put a little bit more time into preparation. But we'll have a lot of different loyalty talk and Vegas talk and also luxury travel. I've sort of we've sort of been really, really focused on the Vegas stuff, which I think we mostly always will be. But I think we'll talk a little bit. We'll go a little bit more granular on maybe some Vegas hotel deals and pros and cons of different properties and things like that. So that'll be fun. And uh, that's it. That's a wrap. That's the final yo. It's a wrap for a wrap for 2023 and everyone have a great new year that's right everybody enjoy your holidays have a happy new year we will see you next year and that's gonna do it for this episode luxury travel booking travel zork travel visit us at travelzorktravel.com to plan your next amazing vacation and please join the conversation on social media you can find us easily all social platforms are at travel zork we'll see you next time